0: Imitated, never duplicated. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to The B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. me high. That was one of my favorites. I was trying to figure out like what age I was when this song actually came out. And I'm not sure, but I just know that I remember it being such a, a revolutionary song at the time and the video. I just remember um, the video of the different, all of these different fine, beautiful men of every different um, color popping up in the elevator. (laughs) And I, you know, I grew up in a household that was very, very um, religious. My mother is very Christian, very devout. And so we couldn't, I couldn't look at um, secular things on television when she was around. So I would have to, when I get, when I got home from school, I would turn on the television And I would, you know, sneak in like a good thirty minutes or so before she got home of secular things. Like, and I just remember seeing this video and feeling so like, oh my god, I feel so naughty. (laughs) Um, and you know, I, I, it reminded me and how I got to Tony Braxton making me high was that Tony actually has a new song out called "Do It," which I absolutely love. So I was listening to that on repeat. And I think it's something about the new songs that the new songs are so like um, short that you have to keep playing them over and over until you get your feel. And I think that is something to do with Spotify and iTunes and running up those um, impressions. But um, but yeah, play the clip. Brian, you have the clip of um, Do It, right? Yep. Here we go.
1: (laughs)
2: All oh. right.
0: Yes, do what you need to do. That is Tony Braxton's new song. And I forgot to even like address the fact that we are doing another podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) We made it through another week and we're back. And, you know, I wanted to reiterate, um, you know, that I am doing a very stripped down personal um, podcast um, during the quarantine. And the quarantine has been affected us you know, affecting all of us in various different ways, and I really wanted to get back to being, you know, having this personal relationship with my love muffins, how I did when I was doing my YouTube videos, and I just remember how much therapy and how um, much of relief it was for me to share. And a one caveat is that YouTube, I have my videos, all my videos are up on YouTube. So if you want to go to YouTube, YouTube.com slash Love B. Scott. At one point I had um, put all the videos like in the archives just because I was like, I want to do something new. I don't want all these old videos up for me. (laughs) But like, I think like six months or so I brought it all back because everything that I've done in my career has been um, a reflection of where I was at that particular time. And I should be proud of my progression, and all the things that I have done. And right now we are in the middle of a pandemic. And the way for me to feel comfortable sharing and doing the podcast is to strip it down, make it very intimate, and for me to share with you what I'm actually going through. And um, on the last episode, I talked about how I had you know, needed to start therapy um, I had been looking for a way to, you know, talk things through for quite some time, but I have just—it was so much going on in my life. I run a business. I have so much, you know, so many things going on in my personal life. I just kept putting off seeing a therapist, and it's also kind of cumbersome, um, being that you have to, you know, be referred to a therapist. You have to, you know, figure out if the, you know, you don't know for sure if you're going to match, and this is where you know, BetterHelp came in for me. And it just so happened, and honest to God, it just so happened that BetterHelp had reached out to the podcast. But I was—I saw the email come in and I wasn't even really paying it attention. But one of my other good girlfriends has said to me that her daughter suffers from anxiety and she uses this app. She didn't know what the name of the app was. And so I went online and Googled, you know, a therapy app and better help came up and then then it clicked i was like wait a minute i think i received something a while ago about better help and that just shows you how the universe responds to what you need and you know is so powerful what you think and what you desire i was desiring a way to talk to someone That was confidential and that was private, and that you know I could do in the new age of digital media and social media and engagement. Meaning, like you know, I can chat on my BetterHelp um, app with my therapist. Like for example, right now, I had a session with the therapist, um, you know, scheduled for today at one p.m. And because the podcast, you know, we you know were running a little bit behind, I text her via the app and said hey can we postpone it to two I don't know for sure whether or not that's going to happen but you know that's how you can communicate using the better help app and you know I think that during this time we can't be afraid to go out and seek the help that you need and I need you know I needed a way to just kind of unload, a lot of the burdens that have been put on me. I'm the type of person that, you know, everyone thinks I'm going to be okay. will oh, is going to be okay. But sometimes, you know, you have to check on your friends that you perceive to be super strong and that you perceive to that they will figure it out. And a lot of times you just have to check on yourself. And this is me checking on myself. And I wanted to talk about, um, last episode, I talked briefly about some of the things that I talked about in my first um, therapy session. And there was another piece of the therapy session that I wanted to talk about that I forgot. And I'm going to do this, um, you know, for the foreseeable future on this podcast where kind of sharing things that I learned in my therapy um, to encourage people to, you know, think about Things differently, you know. Um, encourage them to seek therapy, however they want to seek it, um, because this is what's real in my life, um, and I can't, you know, I can't even pretend that I'm in a place that I'm not at right now, because this place is just so stressful in general for all of us. You know, we are concerned about our fa- our finances, our family, our sanity, our health, um, so many different issues. That we are concerned about, and I really do believe that we have to support each other and, you know, talk it through with someone like a therapist if need be. And one of the things that um, really stuck out to me in my last therapy session was, you know, my therapist was saying that it was it's okay for you to skip a beat, and what she meant by that was that, you know, when someone reaches out to me or when a something that whether good or bad um something happens in my life it's okay to take a second to really gather yourself and see how you want to respond to whatever has occurred and and for me you know sometimes i like you know i immediately want to respond because i am reacting either out of ego or out of like you know emotion and i have to i've been learning and practicing um over the last week or so just letting things skip a beat you know just because someone else feels strongly about something doesn't mean that you have to meet them in in kind meaning like i don't have to instantly go to an emotional place or instantly respond to something that i need time to figure out how i feel about it i need time to allow myself to respond to whatever situation out of love and the only way for me to do that sometimes is just to take a second, <laughs> step back, and skip a beat. Not everything deserves an immediate response. And I'm so task-oriented that I want to just check things off. I want to, you know, someone says, you know, sends me something, I want to immediately respond back. And also as a part, of, I think it's a part of being an Aries, like I want to get... You know, I want to get the last word. I want to say something back. I want to get them. Oh, they are trying to do this. I'm going to do that. And they're going to try to, you know, like all this tit for tat. I, you know, I I can't do that anymore. You know, I, I just want to be in a place where it's just good energy. That is like, you know, I don't want any type of negativity. I had to turn off, for example, I was getting anxiety from my emails you know, like that little ding, 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 ding <laughs> that you get <laughs> when an email. You know, Brian, I know you can you can relate to what I'm saying. It's like, it's like you're at one point, my heart would be dropping, mm-hmm. yeah, not knowing whether or not it's good news or bad news, or I'm expecting some bad news, or some advertiser pulled out because of the pandemic, or you know, is something else going on with Instagram, or you know, what I mean, I'm just. I, it just this anxiety, you know, would just swell up in me for in this particular with this particular issue. And so what I did was I turned off the sound. That's smart. Yeah, I yeah. turned off the sound. It took me a second to figure out how to do it because <laughs> <laughs> you haven't done it in a long time. <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. you know, it's just like and and that and it ties into this part right here where I'm saying that like. I can take a beat to get to whatever's in that email box. Whatever's in that email box is not, in, you know, it's not going to. If if I don't get to it in the next thirty minutes to an hour, it's not going to change anything.
3: Nope, not at all. Especially now, it, this is all teaching us a lot of patience with ourselves. It's mm. it's it's really teaching us how to, like you said, take a take a beat and realize that. Things aren't really that serious. It, it, what's more serious is just taking care of yourself right now. That's really, really important going through this traumatic experience.
0: I definitely agree with that. And it puts everything in perspective. Mm-hmm. It, it shows you in an instant how your whole life can be turned upside down. <laughs> we went from enjoying life in the streets. To going. I like, I would go to the movies. I would go to the gym. I would go to dinners. I would be doing the most in my own little way, you know. Now we're on lockdown. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten this much sleep in my life. Yeah. I wake yeah. up and I take naps. Like I, you know, Facetime all my friends. You know about like you know I'm literally like that guy, the white guy that's on Instagram, and who's like, "Well, shit, what what you doing?" You know, that is that's me. <laughs> And then my friends, like the same thing I was doing when you called me five minutes ago. And, you know, I just, you know, I think that we just got to give ourselves some space to breathe, Mm -hmm. to let it breathe and to not be so hard on myself. Another thing that my therapist was saying to me is that I don't have to be so hard on myself um, about what I'm eating or that I didn't have enough energy to go work out or that I'm, you know, some days I'm actually kind of down. And some days I can't be that person of support for the people who need me. Like, I beat myself up a lot when I feel like I wasn't there in the capacity for the, you know, my people I care about in a way that I should have been. And I, you know, I really do have to, another thing she said too was like, you know, I have to put a mask on. I have to put my mask on first before I can save somebody else, literally. And, you know, that's important to me. Like, I, I think that I have been in such a, a role of taking care of people, supporting people, um, you know, pretending like everything in my life is okay um, because that's the kind of the world that we live in. Uh, like you go to social media And you see all these celebrities and influencers and people who have, you know, retouched their photos to high heaven. They're only showing you the good parts of their lives, (laughs) the the perfect part, you know, the parts of their lives, you know, and you don't see that there's probably a 225 outtakes for them to get the one photo that they didn't retouch and put up on the Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so we live in this world where we feel like we can't share our imperfections. And for me, I was initially, I was debating whether or not I wanted to share, um, you know, me going into therapy. I didn't want people to view me as weak um, or, you know, that I didn't have it all together, but I decided to share that because of the fact that it's better for me to share and relate to people if, I can only help one person, that would be enough. That's what I'm trying to get to, is that I do want to help people by me living my life, by me sharing myself, by me being trying to be the most open that I can at this particular time, because what we need now more than anything is honesty and truth and sharing and people who truly care about each other and where you are. I was talking to one of my girlfriends and she was saying to me how she really liked this guy and how she had sent this guy, um, you know, an email about something she wanted his help on and he hadn't responded to that email. And she was feeling some kind of way about that guy and the fact that he hadn't responded to the email. And I said to her, have you ever thought about it in a different way? Have you thought instead of, you know, reaching out to him to take him to task about something he didn't do. Why don't you reach out to him and ask him how he's doing? Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Ask him, is there anything going on that I can help you with that you want to talk about? Um, I'm, you know, I'm here to listen and to help you. Like, you know, I, you know, you will be surprised. Let me tell you this. You will be surprised how very few people have asked me How I was doing. People probably, you know, you probably see me, and you probably have a lot of love muffins have all these preconceived notions about me. But I will tell you that this period in my life has been so revealing. And because I'm such a perceptive person, I can tell when a when a when a person really cares how I'm doing, or if a person just asking me how I'm doing to get it out the way, or they feel like that's the thing they should do. You know what I mean? And so I think that for all the people who are listening to my show, all the love muffins that are listening to my show, how about you start asking the people in your life, how are you doing? You mean it. Not how are you doing and let them say whatever it is and not even absorbing what it is because you just want to talk about what's going on with you. I've had so many conversations with friends and people where I really do feel like they're not even listening to what I have to say because they're just concerned to getting to their part of what's going on with them. They're not even thinking about what's going on with me as I'm sharing because that's where they just, they just want to talk about what's going on with them. And the way that we grow from each other, the, the way that we heal is that we have to listen to each other. There's a lot of life lessons that you don't have to learn by making those mistakes for yourself. You can listen to somebody else if you choose to listen. And I, I mean, I'm not perfect. Yeah, I, I need to do a better job of listening too, but I am a pretty good listener. And I can definitely listen enough even while I'm talking to tell if a person's really listening to what I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and... I just want to encourage you all to really um, take the time to ask people you care about how are you doing and mean it and not be so hard on yourself like you are we all are, all are stuck in the house and we are going to you know go to the refrigerator because we're bored. We're going to take naps when we you know quote unquote need to be productive. Um, we're going to you know, feel some kind of way right now because we're not doing the normal things that we need to do as an outlet to release stress. You know, all of this, everybody is going through it. Everybody is feeling it. Everybody has been humbled. I don't care how much money you have and how much money you don't have. We all are dealing with the same pandemic. We all are concerned about our health. And it's in one of the things that really, really was, has bothered me and it, it is something that it's the same story no matter what it is, is that, you know, the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, is disproportionately affecting black people and people of color. And that is because of, you know, the years of um, institution, you know, institutionalized racism on the back of slavery and all these other things. And just because, you know, the, the country is not set up for people of color to thrive. Put it that way. You have to go above and beyond to get to a place where you can thrive if you are a person of color, specifically an African-American person. And to see like in, in you know, state after state that people of color who even in places where they don't even, you know, people of color, we, where we don't even make up a, you know, majority of the population or even like, you know, a significant part of the population, we are making up the majority of people who are passing away from coronavirus. And that is disturbing and scary. And, you know, to have to, you know, see these press conferences every day, that's depressing in and of itself. Like, it's like, I really feel like some days I'm in the twilight zone. Everything feels like a skit. Like this is, this is some shit. Like every day is like, what the, what is the? He said what? What? What did he say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People contradicting each other, right, In, on live television. Whew, so much going on. Here's today's stem tip. Don't throw out that old plastic bottle. Repurpose it by turning it into an awesome terrarium. Just fill it with sand, pebbles, soil, and your favorite plant. It'll grow sealed right in its own ecosystem. Learn more at SheCanStem. A message from the Ad Council.
2: Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh! Going right from launch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen voice capabilities keep Teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Psst, you have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at com slash Surface.
0: And, you know, I think we should just, you know, continue to encourage each other. And with that being said, I think we shouldn't get into some of this B. Scott buzz. The B. Scott buzz. Yes. So yeah, the B. Scott buzz is a lot going on. Um, One of the things I want to get back to um, doing the B. Scott buzz segment of the show um, is that Tony Braxton, you know, I talked about her in the beginning of the show her, you know, that I love, making me high, and her new song "Do It." But she also recently posted a picture of her and Birdman, and my gut reaction every time I see them together is <laughs> like lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Like you know, eek eek
1: eek 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 yike! Oh, take it away, take it away, take it away, take it away. Why, why, why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I have to, you know. Really, you know, back off from that because you got to get your love the way you can get it. And if Birdman is treating her with respect and if he is loving on her and supporting her, then I got nothing to say about it. But I will say it's a bit much when you first see it. It's like, it's like okay, you're scrolling along and you feel like, the hell? And... I also want to know what happened to her engagement ring, the engagement ring that she lost. Did she ever get that back? Or did it just, you know, did she have insurance on it? Did she file a claim? Like, I don't know. It's just like, what happened with that? Is he going to get her? Did he already give her another love muffins? Let me know. Maybe he already gave her another replacement engagement ring. Um, Because I did see a story saying that they are going to be getting married. um, You know, maybe by the end of the year. So that's interesting to know. And moving along to the next topic, I think that, you know, we, I have, one of my love muffins has been saying to me um, that he, you know, that's like, you know, he liked the fact that we don't dwell so much um, on Miss NeNe and them. But, you know, the thing is they, (laughs) the Housewives of Atlanta is, you know, was it five or six of the ladies and they all are doing something and they all are talking about each other in more and more explosive ways. And we have a clip right now that I want to play is that it's a clip of when Kenya and Eva were on Watch What Happens Live. So Andy is doing his show from home. Everybody now in showbiz and entertainment are doing their shows from home. It's a whole different format, much like how I'm doing right now, because, you know, we are dealing with this pandemic just like you guys are. And we're trying to figure out a way that we can stay in the safety of our homes. We can be very personal and give you something different because it's not going to be what was before right now, if that makes sense. (laughs) It does. You know, so like, in order for me to do this podcast right now, this is how it needs to happen for me to maintain my homeostasis. (laughs) (laughs) It needs to be... You know, I get up out of bed and I can roll over here. I'm literally sitting here, you know, I mean, I I got my shawl on. I'm like somebody's grandma. I got a shawl on and, you know, not much else. And I can do that. (laughs) I don't have nobody, you know, I need to just be in my own moment doing my thing. And Andy is in his own moment doing his thing. And he, um, you know, was talking to Kenya and Eva and they had this to say about Nini.
3: Kenya, John R. emailed and wants to know, what are the receipts you claim to have proving how fake Portia and Nini's reconciliation in Greece was?
1: Well, you'll see at the reunion. I definitely have receipts, and I think that this is going to be a reunion of exposure. That's what I'm calling it, because so many things have been covered up over the years, and I am going to open that can of worms in that receipt box and i'm going to show everything so by the time that we're done you will see who the fakes are and who the phonies are and who the real people are that part All Right.
3: and then here's the eva part uh eva alex v wants to know if you've spoken to nini offline since she said you don't carry your weight on the show and you called her ratchet on
1: instagram well she is ratchet and um <laughs> According to (laughs) airtime, I carried a lot more weight than she did this season. But uh, more importantly, why is she so mad? I thought like she was on the road to spirituality and was trying to recover with everyone and be friends. And for some reason, she has literally picked a fight with everyone except for her new best friend who missed her so much.
0: And she was just
1: fighting on the phone with Candy via text message, email. We have a group chat. She was fighting whenever we do conference calls. She's calling people bitches and cursing them out. Like she's not who she tries to be on camera or off, trust.
3: She feels very strongly, Kenya, that Cynthia lets you get away with things that she would never let slide with Nini. How do you feel about that?
1: Well, I've never come for Cynthia's throat or her job or her family telling secrets and everything else, so she's probably right.
3: By the way, Kenya, (laughs) Nene says she did not spit on you. Do you feel that she spit on you?
1: I mean, why are we even arguing whether or not she actually did, in fact, spit on me? The fact (laughs) is that she was throwing things at me, she was calling me all kind of names, and clearly she lunged at me, and she hawked up spit as though she was about to spit on me. Isn't that enough? Like. Who does that? Trash.
0: knew. <laughs> it would have been enough. Ooh. Well, you know, that is, you know, that's a lot to unpack there. So, number one, I will say this. Um, Kenya going into the reunion is going to have her work cut out for her because she's going to have people coming at her from all directions. And I told her that, And I think she needs to be prepared for that. And this clip shows that she's ready to feel any, you know, any question that has been given to her, Kenya has a response for it. I think that, um, you know, it is clear that Nene is unhappy with her position on the show and how things have went down. She's pissed about the fact, like Eva said, that, you know, she missed seven episodes. And when you miss seven episodes, that means it's seven, you know, checks that you have missed because you get paid. Each housewife gets paid per episode. That is a fact. So you, you, yes, you can negotiate how many episodes you're going to be in, but who in the world would want to negotiate less episodes, which means you get less money unless you were suspended and they Bravo didn't want to see you. So Eva is throwing that in her face. That little tidbit I want you love muffins to figure out and listen to. Um, I don't know why she picked a fight with Eva. I don't know why she's picking fights with everyone. Maybe her tactic is now because you know, um, Bravo has been trying to limit her and you know kind of push her by the wayside per se. Um, maybe she's her tactic is now. let let me pick fights with everyone so I can become very central to the drama and or there can be new drama going into whatever reunion. Um, the reunion where they were going to be in-person taping together has been canceled. It will never, it's not going to happen. They're going to be doing some type of, as Candy said, some type of online, you know, zoom situation, which is going to suck. Um, And, you know, even, you know, when we do, if we get, are to get out of Corona, whenever we do get out of Corona, the drama is going to be so old and dry. Then are you really going to want to do an in-person show, you know, reunion about drama that happened almost a damn year ago? So, you know, I think there's you know, a lot to unpack there. I think she's just, Nini is just frustrated. I think she she feels that she is the head bitch in charge and Bravo has been trying to tell her a different thing. And, um, you know, she was beefing also with Candy recently. Um, Candy, you know, she was talking about how she basically accused Candy of blocking her ability to have a spinoff on the network, even though Candy gets show after show after show You know, she felt like Candy was obviously doing something to stop her bag. And Candy had a problem with that. And then Candy posted on her Instagram the clip of where Nene said that. And then she broke it all the way down explaining that she's never stopped anyone's bag on, you know, um, Housewives of Atlanta or anywhere else. And that she's all been very supportive of everyone this entire time. And honestly, I just, it's a lot. You know, it's a lot going on. And it's also a lot to see, you know, it's just interesting. If you pop into any of the different housewives, um, IG lives, you can really get a sense for who they are, where they're at and what their issues are. So if you love muffins do have any questions about how these love muffins, me, how these women are, when you get to, um, do a live video, people are asking you questions At some point, I've been noticing with people, they click into the person that they really are or their real issues and insecurities come out. And so, you know, for example, with Nene, I don't think she intended to go off on a tangent where she was basically saying that Candy was stopping her bag. I think that because of her, you know, she's not comfortable with being, um, you know, in front of the camera in that way. And it's such a like a, you know, improv, you know, answering questions type of way, situation from home that she's letting her, her true feelings slip out. And, you know, this is what the girls have been responding to. And for Kenya, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how she's going to field. um, If there is a reunion to happen online, how she's going to take these questions about her, um, relationship and her marriage. Um, she recently said that she believes, you know, that there is some hope for her and Mark because Mark has been acting, um, much kinder to her and not like he was on the show. Um, me, me personally, I don't see how I could ever be with someone who would get on national television and over and over again, disrespect me. Um, not only he disrespected me, like just me in general, but you're disrespecting me in front of millions of people who watch the show. And that's a fundamental problem with me, for me. And it does set her up to be in a situation where she has been, you know, critiquing other people's situations and having stuff to say about other people's potential marriages and or marriages. And she's honestly in no position to do so. So all of this is you know just a lot going on and because you know so many of them we got to talk about it and speaking of something we have to talk about in IG lives we have to talk about what happened with diddy and lizzo andrea and then his apology so basically diddy decided to enter the IG um live situation and he was going to do him and his family were dancing for hours literally <laughs> dancing For hours, take that, take that, take that. For hours, and during those, you know, dancing for hours, Jennifer Lopez stopped by. um, I think Usher stopped by. So many different celebrities stopped by, and Lizzo stopped by, and so Lizzo stopped by, and then she started twerking it. And I think Brian, we have the clip of this, right? Yep, here you go
3: oh sorry 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 it's I'm it's sorry i'm sorry
1: sunday let's play something a little bit family friendly i'm sorry i'm sorry
0: i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so it's i'm a little torn because it's kind of like you know is was diddy stopping it because lizzo was throwing it back you know and dropping it like it's hot or was he stopping it because the song was so explicit? And I personally feel it was a combination of both, per se. <laughs> um, because he didn't he didn't say to her, oh, it's not you, baby girl. Like he had nothing but space and opportunity to say, no, no, you keep on twerking. We're going to play another song that's <laughs> less explicit and you can get back to it. He didn't say that. So then fast forward... A little bit later, Drea comes into his live, and she's twerking it, and him and all his boys are encouraging him, I mean, encouraging her to twerk it and to shake it. And so, of course, people noticed this and was like, okay, he he fat shamed Lizzo, and he supported and encouraged Drea. And once he saw that, this is what he had to say to that. Hey yo, there's one thing that I wanna make clear. Like 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 like, like my, my 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 queen, my sister Lizzo. When I stopped the music, it was because it had a lot of curses in there,
2: not because she was twerking. She's one of the best twerkers in the world, okay? So let's keep that clear. It wasn't about twerking. You allowed to twerk on Easter. It was about,
0: it was a lot of cursing in the record, and I don't need child services knocking on my door right now. You understand? (laughs) So that's why I stopped the record. But Lizzo, we love you. And everybody, everybody stop looking for the negative. Look at the positive, man. (laughs) So yeah, that's was that was his response. I will say this too. I didn't realize. Like, I feel like this pandemic has made celebrities, like some celebrities, aged like ten years. <laughs> <laughs> Diddy looks like he went from like I don't know, like mid forties to like sixty.
3: Yeah, he did. He, he's he's getting some salt and pepper.
0: He looked like somebody had been beating his ass. <laughs> he looked like before he did the live that literally his children had whooped his ass. And then also the same is true for DJ Khaled. <laughs> DJ Khaled is like, and I still have an issue. I will never get over the fact that DJ Khaled said in an interview that he would did not go down on his wife, Ooh. but he expects her to and do whatever else he wants. Like I'm still like, I I have not looked at him the same after he shared so confidently that selfishness. And another one that looked like he aged 10 years is Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. It's like, did he, Kevin Hart, and DJ Khaled? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe it's because, you know, they're they have to babysit their own kids. You know, maybe they have to be actual parents involved, you know, in the kids, you know, lives and the kids out there doing so many things and maybe that's, you know, age them, but it's like, it's shocking. It's like, or they just don't have, you know, the trickery and fool, you know, foolery that's needed when they normally present themselves. Because you go, you know, the Instagram live, you will mistakenly go into somebody's live without even, you know, really wanting to be in there. And that has happened to me a few times. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Who is this? Like, this, this ain't Diddy. You a Diddy lie? No, it can't be Diddy. But it was Diddy. And, I, you know, I believe that, you know, Diddy wouldn't even have responded to it had it not been some truth to what initially happened. Let's see. What else? we. Oh, Rihanna was also, she was on an Instagram Live. And she was, you know, basically, a, you know, of course, that you know, she anticipated the fans. She anticipated the fans. Um, you know, saying something about her album, and she said that she is you know busy trying to save the world. Don't be asking me about no album when I'm out here donating millions of dollars every other day. And I do appreciate that. Rihanna has been present and has been here for people in need. is a consistent thing, and I think that. A part of why she feels, you know, is doing that is because she, in her experiences in her life, you know, she probably has been at points where she wanted to be able to help people in a certain capacity, people she loved, people in her community, and she didn't have the means to. And it's beautiful to see a person that now has the means to help someone, um, to help people, to consistently do that. It's not like, Rihanna has not been like, a one-off type of situation. Rihanna is is helping people and giving millions of dollars multiple times throughout all these different tragedies and things that we have been dealing with um, in recent years. And I've been thoroughly impressed with her. And I am. I was actually kind of sad to hear that she had. You know, she's no longer with her billion billionaire, um, her era of billion, billionaire. And so I was like, oh, I wonder what happened there. And I wonder if that is going to be a part of what she talks about, what she sings about on her new album, whenever we get it. (laughs) And I'm not, you know, I'm not pressing her on the new album. I mean, when it comes, it comes and she'll bless us with it. And that's not a bad thing. I think that, you know, she's giving people a real break. People forget that Rihanna was dropping an album almost every year. She was dropping an album. She was making videos. And I think at some point, you know, somebody has stole a whole bunch of money from her, a manager or something, or something happened where she had lost the majority of her money. money, And then she went from losing the majority of her money to now she's damn near a billionaire herself.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Rihanna has her own maison. I mean, there's no bigger level than that. I mean, Fenty is like Fendi and Gucci and Louis. And Hermes, like, it's like, she is a, a maison. <laughs> I sound so fancy when I say that, maison. And I'm proud of myself that I can say it. You know, my country ads can barely say anything. <laughs> and so I'm like, I, I got maison right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm happy for her. I'm happy that she is, you know, helping people and she has the means to do so. And that she has the willingness to do so. So many times people in our community, once they get to a point of having a whole bunch of money and things that they forget the the people who actually help them get to be where they are. And that's so important for you not to do that. Something that made me really happy today. I saw that a um, couple of things have happened since we last talked, you know, um, Bernie Sanders. I don't think that happened. Did it happen last before the last podcast or after the last, last podcast? After. So Bernie Sanders has dropped out the race. So bye-bye Bernie. And I don't necessarily have, well, I do have an issue with Bernie, but I just have an issue with the extreme, some of the extreme followers of Bernie that attack everybody else. That's my issue. I think Bernie, a lot of things he stands for are very progressive and things that we need to happen. Yes. And I am grateful that he has been pushing some of those things like, you know, universal healthcare, healthcare for all. But there's a way to do it without... You and your people are attacking other people that you're gonna to need to make amends with in order for us to beat Trump. Mm-hmm. And so, what he's doing now is very different than what he did with Hillary. So, he has basically, when it became a little bit, you know, he waited a little bit, you know, longer than, um, you know, I would have liked, but he still didn't wait too long after it became very clear that he had no path to the nomination. So, he dropped out. And he waited uh, like, I guess, a couple of days, almost to a week to then officially um, endorse Biden. And they did a video together where he was endorsing Biden. And that cleared the way or uh, opened the door for Barack Obama to endorse Biden. Because Barack had said that he wasn't going to get involved in anything, in any of this endorsing anybody until there was a, a clear nominee. And now that Biden is the nominee, we all have to rally behind him, regardless of whether, you know, no candidate. There was no candidate that was presented that did not have some type of issue going on with them. Mm -hmm. And so there's no such thing as a perfect candidate. So for those people out there that were Bernie Sanders supporters or Elizabeth Warren supporters or whoever else you supported, You have to then ask yourself, is this candidate Biden, even if he's not perfect in your eyes, is it a better choice than four more years of Donald Trump? And if you were anywhere near as progressive as you say you are or were, there's no way you could be neutral, not vote, do a third party vote when that could mean that Donald Trump will have four more years. And if we have four more years of Donald Trump, he will destroy, like, I can't even imagine what he would do if he didn't even have, the, you know, to think about reelection.
3: This is not the time to not vote, especially with the pandemic and everything we've gone through. This is the time to really speak up. We've seen everyone's true colors by now.
0: For sure. And consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how much more do you need? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now Donald Trump and his actions are killing the people, literally killing the people that voted for him. Like, it's like, you know, you you know, you might need these people to actually vote for you. So you might need to tell them to stay in the house. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I, I do believe like, you know, in California, for the most part, we have listened. Mm hmm. You know, it's not no, no stay in the house order, lockdown order is going to be perfect. But people in California have stayed the hell up in their house. I see that every time I look out the window. Like, I, it ain't nobody out there. Nope. It's like maybe it's like one or two people every now and then walking dog because the dog got to go boo boo and pee. But outside of that, I don't see people just having, you know, having a good old time. And California closed down very early. They listened to what was going on and they, I, th- I think Governor Newsom was one of the first to, um, to start locking down the state. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, I got a, a article today where it says that, um, until there's a vaccine, the social distancing component of this is going to be continue to go on until 2021. That's so crazy. Which makes logical sense though. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy that's going to be the new normal. Because without a vaccine, you know, it can flare back up. And so we are living in a new normal. I do believe that the new normal is that we're just going to be in the house like this for the foreseeable future. Even when we come out the house in the future, it's going to be people going to be suffering from PSD. They're going to be like still very, you know, cautious. Some people are going to probably continue to wear masks all the time people going to be obsessed with cleaning their hands, wiping their hands and all those things, you know, like, like certain things, I feel like we're never really going to be the same.
2: If you're a fan of sweet, innocent bedtime stories, you've come to the wrong place. But if it's nightmare fuel you're after, I've got you covered. I'm Otis Jairo, host of Scary Stories Told in the Dark a horror anthology podcast bringing you original, terrifying tales of malicious monsters, demented demons, and the gruesomely grotesque. Join me around the campfire every week as I bring a collection of terrifying tales to life, complete with eerily haunting sound design and narration by yours truly. Scary Stories Told in the Dark is guaranteed to deliver a horror podcast fix for even the most discerning connoisseurs of the macabre. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So get comfortable, settle in, and turn off the lights. Your night is about to get a whole lot darker. Subscribe to Scary Stories Told in the Dark now, if you dare. Who needs sleep anyway?
0: In places like New York, for example, I think that there's going to be a lot of people who are going to want to try to leave New York because of the fact that they now get a clear glimpse of because how New York is structured, it allows them to be susceptible to this type of pandemic. Because the difference between the one, the fundamental difference between New York and Los Angeles is that everybody drives here. Hmm. No matter, I feel like no matter income or where you're at, most of the people here have some type of car that they drive, because the the bus system and the subway system is not really that advanced. You know, we're just like there. They were spending so much money on the subways to get the subways together for the Olympics that's coming, and that you know, has been taken so long and it still is very limited. So to get to certain places, to get still to get to most places, you have to have a car of some sort unless you want to take the subway then take a bus to another bus. You know, like they becomes, you know, like a two or three hour situation to get anywhere you want to go. And I did not know this. This is a little thing that I, you know, because when you're at home and you bored and you don't have anything to do, <laughs> you start re- reading miscellaneous shit. And so one of the miscellaneous things that I read was that at one point there was a subway system in place or a plan for a subway system in place in L.A. that was very similar to New York. But the automobile industry and the lobbyists at that time invested so much money that it allowed, you know, it, it caused them to drop the plans for that. And that's how LA became a, you know, a driver city. Everyone's driving. And on top of that, right now, they said that LA, it was another article that I read They said LA's air is now the cleanest, cleanest air in the world. Yeah. Did you see that?
3: I did. Yeah. It's so crazy.
0: So that I mean, that is one thing. So, like, you know, open up your window, I guess. You know, <laughs> get some of that fresh air while you're in the house. But maybe not, because I'm not, it's not clear as to whether or not coronavirus is airborne. So yeah. I feel the same way. I'm not taking the chance right now. <sighs> goodness, my goodness. Not taking a chance right now. And it seems like, you know, Rob is not taking the chance right now with Black China. Um, she is he is alleging that Black China pointed a gun in his head and threatened to kill him during an argument. <laughs> and I, you know, think about it, I I believe it. <laughs> I believe it, but that whole situation to me is just this is what happens when you are in when you are emotionally and mentally vulnerable. I feel like Rob was like it's very obvious that Rob has not been in a good place for quite some time. And I believe that Black Tana swooped in there, took advantage of that, you know, as a way to potentially secure the bag and maybe get back at the Kardashians. Because there's no doubt in my mind that the Kardashians probably were also doing things to her. You know, I I do believe that. Of course if they if she falls out of favor with the Kardashians and she was having anything at E it would make it would make a lot of sense for them to kill her show because the Kardashians are e I don't watch nothing else on e you know and I don't watch the Kardashians and that was something that one of my love muffins on Facebook asked me about and they basically were like why do you always post the Kardashians because you click on it if you want the Kardashians to go away, if you love muffins out there, do not want the Kardashians to be posted on our website and on the platform, stop clicking on it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, it's the funniest thing ever. It's kind of like, even if people don't comment on the post, on a Kardashian post and a Kardashian post, like it needs to be related to something, you know, of a person of color, of course, or somehow, or even if not, it's like the comments may not be there, but the clicks are there. So, which tells me that people don't want people to know that they're engaging with the post, but they're clicking on it in secret. <laughs> so, and speaking of, you know, cancellation, Sister Circle has been canceled after three seasons. And the final episode will air on April 24th. And I will say I did like that show. I, From what I saw of it, I didn't watch a lot of it because I, you know, I think I moved from Spectrum so now I have this starry internet situation. Now I have Netflix and I have Hulu and I have Disney Plus and I have Amazon Prime. So I really don't need, you know, the traditional cable. And, but the the few times that I did stumble upon the show, I liked it. And being that TV one doesn't do nothing else. Like I don't know, you know, other than unsung, they do need... <laughs> You would think they would need some type of content. Um, where do we want to go from here? I guess we can. I think I've I went through a lot of these hot topics here. Um, Issa Rae and Secure came back. And I need to get into it. I will admit that I need to get into it. I need to watch the previous seasons. And I need to start the season. But I think a lot of people were stung by the fact that the episodes are still only 30 minutes long they seem like they could give Issa and them like an hour. Come on, HBO, seriously. Especially how long people have waited since the last season. Like they need to give people, you know, give them a little something to work with. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, a 30 minute episode after you've been away a couple of years, is like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like what's happening? (laughs) It's nothing. But I did like the branding that was around it. The marketing that they did was great. They did a virtual block party. Um, You know, I think Issa, you know, stopped into DJ Nice's, um, you know, um quarantine set that he does almost every night. And I thought that was really cool. It's just interesting to see how everyone is trying to figure out the best way to maneuver in this pandemic. And that was a good thing. Um some of the say what nows this week, I just, you know, in the midst of it all, crazy, crazy shit's going on. A pregnant woman was arrested for stealing a news van. With a reporter still inside, and you know I me, mean, think about that. Let's 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 unpack this for a thing. And if, and it happened in Atlanta. I said, no, what the hell? This type of story typically happens in Florida. So it happened in Atlanta. But this woman is pregnant. You're pregnant yourself, and you're gonna get your pregnant self in a car to steal the car. You're gonna steal like you're gonna steal the most obvious thing to come across as stolen in the world. One of the most obvious things, which is a news van. (laughs) (laughs) And not only did you decide to steal a news van, you stole the news van with the actual reporter inside. My Lord, my God. And there's another one we have, is the terrified civilian accidentally pulls ejector seat in a fighter jet at 2,500 feet in the air. Shit! Well, shit! <laughs> I know he took a shit. <laughs> Can you imagine making a mistake and pulling or pushing the wrong button, and it ejects your ass yeah. out of the plane?
3: Yeah. He didn't want to go either, from what I remember. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to
0: go, but he didn't went. Want to go. <laughs> 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 and then there was like photos you can go to love b scott and look at him the photos you can see like how he's just in somewhere in the distance with the parachute thank god the parachute worked yeah oh my god. thank god the parachute worked because they would be in a situation it would be a horrible situation if that had happened and then he had died from that
2: mm-hmm.
0: and i also think that people need to stop doing stupid shit <laughs> why do you need to be in the fighter jet I don't understand that. I don't understand jumping out of a plane. I don't understand the bungee jumping stuff. Like, I just don't, I think like, I don't get it. Like, I do not want to increase the chances that I may leave this earth right now.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough to make it through the day. Like, do you think, I mean, why would I then like, I saw the video of Will Smith jumping out. He did his whole big production about him jumping out of a plane. That was nothing. When I say nothing about that, that made me want to do that. That is not an experience that I want to have. And it would be just my luck to get my ass to jump out of the plane or bungee jump or in a fighter jet. I would be the one hitting the wrong damn button and being ejected out the damn plane. <laughs> and when it would happen, I will be like, that serves my ass right. I'd be like, that sounds about right. I, I do believe that would happen to me. And the other say, "What now I want to get to was the, um, bill mayor, um, I don't know. You know, the thing about Bill is like, I don't know whether he's on our team or not. Like, I don't know whether he's like, you know, it's like, I don't, he be saying some stuff sometimes that really throws me off. Like he basically defend calling COVID-19 the Chinese virus. Man. It's like, you know, it's like, it's just like, is that, even if his, his argument was true, is that productive? Mm Mm-mm. And also being that we are now depending upon China in many different ways to get through this. Because where do you think those masks are being made? Mm-hmm. No where do you think their off. hand sanitizer is being made?
3: It's not a good time to piss them off.
0: It's not. Because, you know, in our, um, in our state, in California, Governor Newsom said he secured 200, you know $200 million, 200 million masks a month. Where do you think those 200 million masks a month, he admitted on television when he was talking to Rachel Maddow, that that was coming, he, they secured it through China, like through vendors that do business in China. So it shows you how the dangers of Trump is so pervasive. This, this ignorance that's going on is so pervasive that you know, it even can get to people like Bill Mayer. Like this is like you know I but the thing is as I each each week when I go through these different topics and I read these things there is nothing about any of these topics that could potentially ever truly shock me because I've been shocked so much in these last couple of years I'm unshockable because that one two punch that you know what I'm saying that was the the universe and whatever's going on is fucking with us because the one two punch of Kobe situation. And then now this damn pandemic and I don't even want even to even say the words, you know, what's next or what, you know, what could be worse. Oh, you know, like I came <laughs> in, I ain't even going to do that. Because it can get worse than where we're at right now. Yeah. Something will deliver. I ain't even going to play that game. Mm-mm. And the Aspie Scott of this week um, that I'm going to do, it relates to the last one of last week, um, but I want to provide further clarity um, my Instagram, my Instagram is now back and it has been restored and it is B. Scott at B. Scott. We need to get our followers, my followers back up to a million. You know, it's been a lot going on, you know, things rearranged and changed. But at the end of the day, we are moving forward with B. Scott. It is verified. Please go follow um, Love Muffins. I, you know, really would appreciate it if you would go and follow my B. Scott. Um, page because I do want to get back to the million so I can secure my Fashion Nova bag. (laughs) (laughs) I need my Fashion Nova bag, okay? Especially during the pandemic because you know what is selling during the pandemic? Fashion Nova. (laughs) You know people at home still buying their fashions. I know they are. I know, I know they might. I feel like people aiming, probably not even buying necessities and they still buying Fashion Nova. They are at home with looks, honey. <laughs> um, so if you can please go follow B. Scott and I'm going to be announcing something really special on the page next week. So you would want to be following B. Scott. And I also, um, I just actually saw a comment on, um, at B. Scott that I wanted to read. As This is on my Instagram. I posted about BetterHelp. And a love muffin actually um, responded to it and said, I listened to your podcast yesterday and downloaded them after you mentioned it. Thank you. I already matched with someone. And then I responded to her and said, that makes me happy to hear I have my second session today. You see how I'm, you know, I'm trying my best to be transparent because my second session is today. I just saw a little message pop up from um, my therapist saying, probably responding to my request to push it back. And then she responded, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've been trying for about two weeks now to find someone. Good luck today. By the way, I got to say how much I love your podcast. It gives me life. Be safe. And that is super sweet. And so, you know, the, the, at B Scott, you know, my Instagram being back is just another way for me to communicate with the people who have supported me and have made me be whatever I am today in terms of Whatever I have is become is because people have supported me and loved me, and no matter the ups and downs and things that have happened, um, you know, people support me, and I feel like that's the that in of itself is the reason why I am doing the podcast. Love muffins. There's a part of me that doesn't even want to do anything, including the podcast. It's part of me that wants to go literally and run and hide somewhere. Basically, stay in the bed all day, mope around, and just kind of withdraw. That's a part of me. But also another part of me wants to help others, wants to share, and knows that's the only way that I'm going to be able to get through this, as well as you guys. And not just saying like, you know, you have to listen to my podcast or go to the website. I'm talking about like, you just have to, you can't withdraw, you got to share what's going on with you to the people that you trust and the people that you want to help. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do, even though a part of me wants to withdraw. Just because sometimes I look like, you know, I make things easy does not mean that it at at some at certain parts of my life, being B. Scott has been desperately difficult and challenging. You know, I, I at certain parts of my life have been like, fuck B. Scott. I don't give a fuck about B Scott <laughs> <laughs> if B Scott don't go somewhere and get because you know B Scott is affecting Brandon, you know. And but at the end of the day, I'm here and I'm going to continue to be here as long as I can to talk to you guys to be um, an open line of communication and back and forth. And, you know, I hope that the universe and God will look favorably upon us as we try to help each other. I literally, the other day, I was dealing with some situation that was stressing me out via email. And at the end, I signed it, I'm doing my best. And that's where we are. And that's how I feel. I'm doing my best. And so I want to thank you, Love Muffins, for supporting me and listening to the podcast. And this is our second episode of the stripped down personal quarantine from my home podcast. We are, I mean, I'm in the house sitting in front of my computer, basically butt naked. I got my (laughs) shawl on. (laughs) I got my shawl. And if somebody would come to my door right now, I literally would be like, you know how your grandma would be, you know, Trying to get the shawl just right so that way nothing pops out, that is where I'm at right now, and I'm a, totally 100 percent comfortable in being like that. i I, I want to be in my shawl. I can't do nothing without being comfortable right now because I need all my favorite things and I you know, and don't judge me, love muffins. it is here is 126 and I did make me a Tito's and um grape juice cocktail. I had to. I had to do a little something, you know, to get me to share and to get it out. I need <laughs> <laughs> I need a little splash. Ain't nothing wrong with a little splash, no. And to end the show, we're going to end the show a little bit differently today. You know, of course, double kisses, nah, nah, you know, of course that. But I want to end the show with the clip of um, the little boy singing. Um, there's a little boy that was posted on the internet. I think Greg, um, George Lopez posted it, a little boy singing. His song, and so we'll end it with that. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Double kisses, bye bye.
3: About a Because every little thing is gonna be alright. I woke up this morning on my horizon, three little birds on my doorstep singing sweet songs melody blowing true and they said this message is you don't worry not about a thing
0: Thank you so much for listening to the B Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B Scott, and make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on LoveBScott.com.